0: and welcome to Northwoods Online. My name is Trey, and I'm so glad that you've chosen to be with us here this morning. We are continuing on in our series called Christmas Greatest Hits, and it has been so great. Now, at this point, if you are joining us, we just wanna welcome you into the family, okay? If you are brand new, text the number that is coming across the screen with the word new now. And if you've been around the block, you've been here before, you know what I'm gonna say next, go ahead and take out that connection card and Fill it out, let us know that you're joining us from online. And if you've been here before too, you know as well, to our online family, we have special features like the chat that is available just to you. Let us know where you're tuning in from, let us know how you like your bacon in the morning, how you take your coffee, whatever it may be. And then as well, while you're in that chat, you can find a button that says request prayer. Now, if you have any need at all, whether it's big or small, we have prayer people that are just waiting They are waiting uh, on the edge of their seats to hear how we can be praying for you. So hit that button and we will get you the opportunity to pray with somebody. Now, I told you a lot of things this morning, but hey, we need to get to service. So go ahead, turn up your speakers and let's worship. Well, good morning, Northwoods. How's everybody doing? Doing good?
1: (laughs) Great, it's great to see everybody. This is one of our child blessing Sundays. We always love these. And if you're new with us, We do a few of these throughout the year. And the reason we do it is because in the Bible we see in a couple different places where children were brought to Jesus. And the Bible says that he would lay his hands on them and bless them. And so following Jesus' example, we do the same thing. And one of the things that I like to do leading up to these Sundays that we have like these with child blessings is I like to spend the week, once I get the names of the children and the families, Praying over them, but also asking the Lord for a scripture for each of the children. And so we're going to bless them this morning. I'm going to invite our first family forward up here with us. This is Scotland. She's a cutie, isn't she? Will you come to me, Scotland? No, you want to sit with Dad? Okay, that's all right. <laughs> so for Scotland, uh, I was praying this week, there, and there's a scripture in Proverbs that says that gold there is and rubies in abundance... But lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. And so, Scotland, I was just praying for you this week. I pray that th- that would be true of you, that you would be a person who's filled with wisdom and understanding, and that you would just be known as someone when people come to you, that you have lips that speak knowledge. And so, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> This right here is Andrew. I said, he's. this is a handsome guy right here. Can you say hi, Andrew? You guys want to come up here? Just make sure you're right here. Make sure you get the picture with him. So for Andrew, uh, I was praying this week, and the scripture, that's my microphone. Yep, the scripture that I kept praying for him in Isaiah 11.3, it says that, here you go to mama, it says <laughs> that Jesus was, it says he was filled with the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and fear of the Lord, and it says that he will delight in the fear of the Lord. And so I was just praying that for you this week, Andrew, that you would be a man who delights in the fear of the Lord, that you would be a man of integrity. And so we pray blessing on you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on up, guys. Here, I'll stand over here. And this right here is Gus. You're going to let me hold you this morning, Gus? Man, I like, I like the vest and the bow tie. It looks great. See everybody out there? So for Gus this week, I was praying the scripture found in Luke 2.52. that spoke about Jesus, it says, And Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And so that's my prayer for you, Gus, that God would continue to grow you in wisdom and stature, but that you would have favor with God and with men. And so I bless you in the name of Jesus, amen. Good job, buddy. And these sisters right here, this is, is Sophie? That's Sophie and Sadie. There we go. I love their dresses. And you know, I love their last name. Their last name is Abraham. And so as I was praying, I kept thinking about Abraham in the Bible, and what was he known for? He was known for his faith. And so Hebrews eleven eight and I just, there were just three words I kept praying, or two words, by faith, by faith. The Bible says that by faith, Abraham, and it went on to describe his life. And so I'm just gonna pray for both of you. I pray that you would both be those who are known. When we speak about your life in the future, we would say that Sophie and Sadie, by faith, that they walk by faith, they live by faith, they act in faith. And so we pray blessing on you in the name of Jesus, amen. Here we go. And this is Eleanor. Eleanor's so cute. We had another guy that was giving her a kiss down in the room this morning. I love that bow. So for Eleanor, I was praying. There's a scripture in Romans 15, 15 13. I love this scripture. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may f- overflow with hope. <laughs> by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so for Eleanor, I was just praying for you this week that you would be one who is overflowing with hope, that you would know Jesus and that you would just be marked by your hope in him. And so we play blessing on you in the name of Jesus. Here you go. This here is Cadence. And she's just a little baby. She is just about a month old, I think you were saying, right? Just about a month old. And Cadence, Second Chronicles 16.9, I've always loved this verse. It says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. And so, Cadence, I pray that you'd be known as one of those whose heart is fully committed to the Lord. I pray even from a young age, that you would begin to seek him. And we pray blessing over you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Come on guys. Dad's got his hands full today. This here is Eden. Did you say she's four months? Did you say four months? Okay, hi Eden. This is Eden right here. She's a cutie. She's four months. I like that bow. Uh, in Luke 1, 6, it, we were talking, it talks about uh, Elizabeth and her husband, and it says, both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. And so, as I was praying for you, Eden, my prayer was that that would be you, that you would be known as one who is righteous before the Lord and who obeys him in everything that you do. I bless you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> And now church if you would stand to your feet in the book of numbers the Lord gave his people Israel he, he gave the priests actually it's called the priestly blessing a blessing that they were to pray over the people and today you know we are we are all a kingdom of priests and so together we're gonna sing that blessing over these families and children so if you would just joining our hearts together. Would you just stretch a hand forward towards these families and let's sing together the blessing over them.
2: The Lord bless you and keep you Make His face shine upon you and Be gracious to you The Lord's earnest faith
1: Let's Give it up for these families as they go ahead and exit. You guys can go out this way. We love you guys. We're praying for you as you continue to raise your kids. Church, thanks so much. Let's continue in worship this morning.
2: We're going to celebrate the Lord this morning, that he's come for us, that he's here with us today. Let's welcome him. You We repeat, joy. Sounding repeat, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. joy. Joy to the world! The Lord has come. Joy to the world! The Lord has come. Joy to.
3: the law and prophets to a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt Pray Praise you, you are worthy, King Jesus. We love you, Lord. We sing praises to your name.
2: We crown you here today. Crown him with me.
4: You. you are the King of Kings, and we give you our praise today. God, meet us in this place today. Continue to bless us, Holy Spirit, with everything that we may have brought in with us. God, may we just yield it to the foot of the cross today. God, thank you for meeting us here in this place. We ask you to continue to bless us as we worship here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, hey, you guys may be seated. Good morning. My name is Kurt. I am so happy to see you guys wherever you are joining us from. Welcome to Northwoods. If this is your first time visiting with us, we would love to meet you. If you've never been here before, we would love to say hi. And we can do that a couple of ways. Text the word new. I know we're giving you permission to text in church, right? So text the word new to the number on the screen. Or stop by the New Here kiosk out in the lobby we'd love to say hello to you guys. For everybody else, I invite you, take out your phone, open up the Northwoods mobile app and fill out the connection card. Let us know that you're here, if you've got any prayer requests. And there's also a series of check boxes you can fill out for more information about some of the stuff I'm gonna talk about today and a whole lot more. The Northwoods app is gonna be the best place for you to get the 411 on everything we've got going on around the church. Well, guys, believe it or not, the Christmas production is going to be in full swing starting next weekend. Are you excited about that? I know we are around here. And just to give you a tiny sneak peek of what you're going to expect from our production that runs from the 15th of December through the 22nd, check out the screens. Experience joy and wonder this Christmas. Northwoods Community Church presents
5: a special musical production to celebrate the hope of the season. Ten free shows, December 15th through the 22nd. Gather your friends and get your free tickets
4: online at northwoods.church. Guys, this is going to be incredible. This is a phenomenal show for the entire family. Now, childcare is not provided this year, so come prepared to celebrate with your little ones. It is going to be incredible. Now, it said tickets are available. There are still some tickets for some of the weeknight shows. Tickets are going fast. So jump online, jump on the Northwoods app and get those tickets. This is the perfect opportunity for you guys to think about, pray about who are the people in your circle that you want to invite to church. Maybe they've never heard the gospel in such a way. And this is the time to do that. So prayerfully consider who you're going to invite. Step out in faith, make that invite, because this may be life changing for them. Now, maybe you would like to be part of helping us present this incredible opportunity to our community. We would love to have you on the team. So for more information about serving at the Christmas production, you can go online or on the Northwoods app and choose the serving at the Christmas production option for that information. Okay, so with the Christmas production in full swing, We know that the holiday schedule is going to look a little different around here. So I want to give you guys all the information so you can't say you didn't hear it somewhere, okay? So if you need to take out your phones or grab a pen and paper, if people still use those, that's fine too. So here's what's going on. Christmas production running 10 shows between the 15th and the 22nd. Now that means that on Sunday, December 17th, There is no regular church service. We're gonna have the Christmas production at 11 a.m. and at 4 p.m. Then make plans to come back and invite friends on Christmas Eve, we will have one service at 10 a.m. All right, Christmas Eve, one service at 10 a.m. So get here with your friends and it's going to be amazing. Now, if you would like to help serve in Discovery Land on Christmas Eve to make way for families who wouldn't normally come to church another time by serving their children, we would love to have you help us out. So get information about that online or check out at the info desk outside, out in the hallway, and we would love to get you serving on that team. Now, New Year's Eve, okay, we are going to have our Christmas at home celebration. So wake up that morning, fix yourself some breakfast, get the coffee and the cocoa rolling, keep the kids in their PJs and join us online as we celebrate church at home. Now with this holiday schedule, that means that the offices and all of our Northwoods campuses will be closed from Christmas day through January 4th. So plan to come back January 7th, join us live in the room, as we kick off the 21 days of prayer and fasting in January. It is always an amazing time. Now, when you guys walked in this morning, you may have noticed the second Sunday sack lunch tables. Sunday, second Sunday sack lunch is a neat opportunity for you guys to be able to get a cheap lunch, six bucks. You get a sandwich, chips and a drink. And all of the proceeds go to help our partners and to fund trips for our missions teams locally and all across the world. So after service, stop by the second Sunday sack lunch tables and take advantage of a wonderful lunch with your family. Guys, thank you so much for being here and thank you for your continued faithful giving. It is your giving that fuels all of the ministry that we do here at Northwoods, like the Christmas production and like our mission stuff. So we thank you so much for your generosity. As God directs you to give today, there are a number of ways. You can text to give, you can give online through the Northwoods app, or you can leave a gift in any of the secure boxes found around our campus. However you choose to give, thank you It is greatly appreciated. Now, today we're going to be continuing in our series, Christmas Greatest Hits, and Pastor Nathan is going to be coming today, but before he does, we are going to celebrate by hearing scripture. Would you do me a favor and stand in honor of the scripture reading today as we hear from Luke chapter 2 and we continue in our worship.
6: The Messiah the Lord this will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests
2: Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy my God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations right join of the skies, with angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born.
5: Love it. Come on, thank our worship team one more time. So good they lead us in worship. You guys can go ahead and take your seats. All right. Well, welcome everyone this fine Sunday morning. My name is Nathan. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm honored to join you guys for today and share the word with you. Before we uh, dive in, You heard kurt announce that the christmas production is coming up right and we don't do a big christmas production just to do a big christmas production the reason we do it is because we want to see the lost saved we want to see many here in peoria come to know the lord jesus and so we thought why don't i just take a little you know two minute short prayer meeting with you here at the very top and uh and we're gonna pray for that so right now just in your seat i want each of you to think of who is it in your life in your world right now that doesn't know the lord is it a family member is it a friend is it a co-worker who is it in your life is it a neighbor and i want you right now either just in your heart or even just silently right there in your seat, I want you to start asking the Lord for that person or those people. Just ask Him to save them. Just right now in your seat, just you and the Lord. Pray for them. Lord, I say thank you that you see every single name, every single heart represented all those we're lifting up to you. Father, we ask that you would let the word of the Lord speed ahead and advance in Peoria and in the lives of those people, those individuals, that the gospel would be honored, that it would be received by them when they hear it. We pray even right now that you'd begin preparing hearts, opening up hearts to the gospel. Lord, I I pray that people even here today under the sound of my voice could see the day with their own eyes when those family members, those friends, those coworkers, those neighbors cross the line of faith. Lord, we ask you for it. We ask you to save souls, Lord, and that you'd anoint the Christmas production, anoint the message, the music, so that those who hear it might respond to you, Jesus. Lord, we ask this together today in the mighty name of Jesus, everyone said, amen, amen, amen. Thank you, church, for praying with me. Just keep people in your prayers, and again, those that the Lord's highlighted, invite them to the production if you haven't already, okay? So with that said, you guys remember we're going through the uh, greatest hits of Christmas. We're looking at those songs that we find all throughout Luke's gospel in the Christmas story. Today we're looking at the angel song like Amy read and it really is a song of joy. It's a song of joy. You guys know that uh, that classic Andy Williams song that uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Huh? Okay, yes, thank you. You know it. <laughs> That song, I think when we approach Christmas, that's what a lot of us are thinking. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's happy. It's joyful. We're going to get gifts. We're going to eat food. We're going to get time off work. (laughs) Right? All of it is like, man, this is awesome. We love the Christmas season. And yet, at the same time, there's many who it's not the most wonderful time of the year for them. I know there's probably many even listening to me today that you lost a loved one around this time and Christmas will never, ever be the same for you because Christmas just reminds you of the loss. It brings up the sadness. I know many of you probably are uh, not looking forward to being with your family members. <laughs> and I mean that, really. I-, I know there's there's many of you who go, man, we just get together and it's it's. It's no fun. It just sucks the life out of me. And then others are just overwhelmed by the schedule, the go, go, go. You got like 20 different Christmas parties to get to, right? You got gifts to buy. Uh, me, I, I just, I was happy that I put up my Christmas tree. <laughs> okay, that's about all I could handle. <laughs> so you have the stress and the busyness of the season, family dynamics, all of those things can make it a time of the year that's not so joyful. So the question becomes, how do you and I walk through the Christmas season, let alone the rest of our lives, with joy? Where is real joy? Where is lasting joy to be found? And I believe our scripture today that we're gonna look at helps answer that question. So if you've got your Bibles or you've got the U version app, go ahead and turn with me to Luke 2. We're going to read that passage again. Luke 2, verse 8. Scroll to it in your phones, whatever. Luke 2, verse 8. I'm going to read it because I want to point out a few things. It says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Now, pause for a second, okay? I love, I I was laughing at this as I was studying this passage. The original language there, it says, they feared a great fear. They're terrified. I mean, I'm, I'm imagining like one of the shepherds standing there, and he's got like pee going down his leg. He's like, oh my goodness. Doesn't know what to think. They are terrified out of their minds. And so the angel sees their fear, and he says, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news, not of great fear, but of great joy, that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling claws and lying in a manger. And then it says, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. you know what that is? It's literally, it's the heavenly army. All the warriors of heaven. Again, I'm just in Nathan's imagination. I'm thinking like they got big old angel swords and shields with them and stuff. And they fill the entire sky, just boom, like that. And all of a sudden, they're praising God and they're saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom he's pleased. It's incredible. So Lord, we say thank you for your word right here, and uh, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak to us today. Lord, we do not want another nice message, and Lord, we do not want to be simply moved emotionally today. We want you, Holy Spirit, the living God, to speak to our hearts, to touch our hearts in the way that only you can. So bring us understanding as we look at your word, bring us application, help us, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I wanna just point out real quick, we're gonna focus in on that last verse, verse 14, so I think it's important to point out. Many of you are probably familiar with the old King James version. Okay, the old King James says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now, I love the King James. I bless the King James, okay? But there is a reason why the majority of our English translations today actually follow the sense of the ESV that I read earlier. I, personally, I believe that is the more accurate, more faithful translation of what Luke was actually trying to say, that he was saying, on earth, peace among those with whom he, that is God, is pleased. So again, just for you who are familiar with the old language, I wanted to explain that real quick, okay? So in these verses, especially that one, verse 14, I believe we have an action plan for joy. An action plan for joy. So if you're taking notes, that's what we're looking at. An action plan for joy. And the first action, the first step is for us to respond to Jesus in saving faith. And I just want to be real clear. I want to shoot straight with you right up front. Okay? There is not joy, real joy, lasting joy apart from Jesus, okay? You can experience happiness for sure. You you can find different things in life that maybe bring you joy for a moment, but it's all fleeting. Real, deep, lasting joy is only in Jesus Christ. And so I want to say to all of you today, if you're listening to me here online and you've not responded to Jesus yet in saving faith, I want to underline for you that there's a joy so much greater that's available to you when you come to him. Now, you might look at that passage and go, now, well, okay, but where do you get that from in the passage? Well, first, remember, the angel said... I bring you good news of great joy. And that's not just like, you know, great joy when people hear the message. It's the great joy that comes from hearing and responding to that message. So that when the angels say, peace, peace among those with whom he's pleased, they're talking about those who have pleased God by responding to Jesus. By putting their trust in him. And you say, okay, but he's talking about peace, not joy. So I I began to think about this. You know, we've seen this year, there's war all across the earth, right? There's war in Ukraine. There's war in Israel. You think about that for a second. What happens when peace is taken from a land? Joy is taken too. When the peace leaves, so does the joy. There ain't joy, there's not rejoicing in those lands because they've been stripped of peace. It's the same way in a household. If your house, your home life is filled with discord, disagreement, fights, if there's no peace, there's likely to be no joy either in that house. And so really I believe that they go together. They go together. And the Lord is talking about those who come to have peace with God because they respond to Jesus. Okay, this phrase right here, those whom he, with whom he's pleased, it implies there are those with whom he's not pleased. And that's the testimony of the scriptures. The scriptures tell us in Ephesians 2, if you can go to verse 3 again, like we did earlier. Keep going. There you go. It says, before we came to Jesus, we were deserving of wrath. That's God's wrath. Okay? Not at peace. Humanity is not at peace with God. Until they respond to Jesus, they're in rebellion to him. So his wrath remains on them. Romans 5.10 says it another way. It says, it talks about how we were enemies, that before we were reconciled to God, literally we, before we made peace with him, we were his enemies. So can you begin to see that if you don't have peace with God, if you're his enemy, well, you're going to also miss out on that supernatural joy that only comes through peace through reconciliation with him. And if you're here, you might say, okay, how do I get reconciled to God? How do, I, how do I become pleasing to him? And again, I wanna point us back to Jesus and just say there's only one man who's ever been fully pleasing to God. It's Jesus. Jesus is, Later in Luke's narrative, okay? So he says, peace to those with whom he's pleased. And then we jump over to Luke 3, and it says, at the baptism of Jesus, that the heavens opened, the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove, a voice came from heaven, it's the voice of the Father, and it says, over Jesus, he says, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. He's the only man who's ever lived a sinless, perfect, pleasing life in the sight of God. And so when you come to Jesus, when you respond to him, you repent of your sin, you put your trust in him, the Bible says that your life becomes hidden with Christ in God such that when God looks at you, God sees the sinless life of Jesus, that he lived the life you and I could not live. And so we become pleasing to God when we respond in saving faith. Joy is in Jesus alone. It's in him alone. If you haven't responded to him today, I want, I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. I want to urge you to come to Jesus. And I'm, I want to just give you these few scriptures right here. Just to underline this point again, I'm gonna give you a lot of scripture today, okay? Psalm 33, verse 21, it says, our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. You don't get the gladness before you trust in him. The joy does not come before you trust in him. You surrender your life to Jesus. I love 1 Peter 1.8. He says, though you've not seen him, speaking about Jesus, you love him. Though you do not now see him you believe in him and you rejoice with what a joy that's inexpressible and filled with glory again we're talking about a joy that is deeper than emotion it's not a joy that's tied to your circumstances those believers were going through trials When Peter's writing to them, and yet he says, you're filled with joy unspeakable, joy inexpressible. It's so great, you can't even put words to it. That's the kind of joy that's available to you in Jesus. I'm going to say one more, Psalm 4-7. The psalmist says, you've put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and their wine abound. And the picture of abounding grain and wine is a picture of prosperity. It's a picture of blessing. The psalmist is saying, hey, Lord, I have more joy in you. You have given me more joy than the people who have everything going right for them, than the people who have all the money, all the possessions, that blessed, prosperous life on the outside, you've given me more joy than they have. And I'll tell you, around the Christmas season, the joy of the Christmas gifts are gonna fade. (laughs) If you don't know that already. The joy of material possessions will fade. There is a joy that's found only in him. So again, I wanna urge you today, if you've not, responded to Jesus, repented of your sin, and put your trust in him. There is joy inexpressible for you. That's our first action step. Our second one, I I wanna speak to believers now, okay? Our second one is kinda point one B, to respond to Jesus in obedient faith. In obedient faith, so I want us to look back that same phrase says peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now how many of you know, when you and I came to Christ, again, we we went from being under God's wrath to being under his love. And God is pleased with every single one of his children. And he doesn't just withdraw his pleasure, his love on a whim. He doesn't just withdraw his love when we mess up and fail. And yet at the same time, we can be engaged in things, in choices, in a heart posture that's not pleasing to him. Okay, how how many of you have um, children in here? Raise your hands. How many have children? Okay, a lot of you. So think about your children when they disobey you, right? There may have to be some discipline. There may be consequences. You might be even a little angry with them in the moment. But you still love them. Because they're your child. They're your son. They're your daughter. And the Lord treats us in a similar way. He still loves us. But that doesn't mean he's not grieved over disobedience or compromise in our lives. So I wanna, I want you to look real quick at John 15 because this is, Jesus connects our obedience with our joy. I want you to see this. John 15, verse 10. We got that one, there we go. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you. Now he's referring to what he just said along with the rest of John 14 and 15. Why did he speak those things? I've spoken them to you that my joy may be in you and your joy may be full. Church, don't miss this. Jesus connects our experience of living with full joy to the obedience that we're walking in. He connects the two together. And I want you to catch this. He says, my joy will be in you. The the joy of Jesus will be in me? Do you know that Jesus is the happiest, most joyful person, the most joyful man to ever live? It says in Hebrews 1, I wanna, I just, I love this verse, okay? And it connects again, obedience and joy. Check this out. It says, of the son, speaking of Jesus, the writer of Hebrews quotes an Old Testament verse that he applies to Jesus. It says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness, okay? Speaking of Jesus, that, that's a picture of obedience right there. That Jesus loved righteousness and hated wickedness. And then what does it go on to say? It says, therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions, beyond any other human being. You've been anointed with gladness and joy. He's a happy God. And Jesus, living in perfect obedience to the Father, a perfectly sinless, pleasing life, he experienced joy in his humanity like no one else. He's fully God, but he's fully man as well. And in his humanity, he experienced gladness and joy as he walked out obedience to the Father. And Jesus is saying, hey, guess what? That very same joy that I walk with I want to put it in you. You, Church, you can put your name next to this verse. This is for you. This is for me. Weak, broken human beings who have all kinds of up and downs in our emotions. And Jesus says, I want to give you my joy as you walk in obedience to me. So again, I want to encourage us that the Lord is not some cosmic, kill joy, out to steal all your fun. The commandments of the Lord are for our life, and they lead us into joy. They lead us into life and satisfaction and real blessing. He didn't give us commandments just to control us. He's pointing us to the way of life. So get it in your mind that holiness is real happiness and obedience to God is real joy, not a drudgery, (laughs) a joy. So today, as you're sitting here, I want to ask you, is there some small thing in your life right now that you might say, oh Jesus, I know I've been neglecting that. I know you asked me to do that and I haven't obeyed you yet. Is there a place in your life where you'd go, I know that I'm not obeying Jesus fully. When you do, oh, I tell you, joy is going to blow up in your heart. The Lord took me on this journey recently. Just in the last few weeks. Okay, I'm, I'm not I'm not, nor have I been, walking in sin that would disqualify me for ministry. And yet, all of us know that as we walk with Jesus, apart from his grace, apart from our hearts staying tender and humble, little compromises can sneak in. Little compromises. And so the Lord was dealing with me, he was speaking to me, and he was saying, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to get rid of that. I mean, I was throwing out books. <laughs> I was reordering my schedule. I was saying no to things. I'd previously said yes to. I gotta, I gotta get out of that. And I was, the Lord was all up in my finances saying, hey, I, I want you to give more. <laughs> he got all up in my business. <laughs> and can I tell you, that when I responded, oh, it's the greatest thing to say yes to Jesus. When I go to him in prayer and I go into his word, my heart is happy. Oh, I was filled with joy when I said yes to him. And I'm telling you, church, There is joy waiting for you on the other side of your obedience, on the other side of your yes to Jesus, no matter how small. (laughs) He wants to release joy as we say yes to him. So that's part of our action plan, the last one here for you third action we can take is to worship Jesus. Again, I know it's pretty simple. But again, I see it here in this passage. So first, we hear that the glory of the Lord shone around the shepherds. And then later, the angels appear and they say glory to God. Okay, now that's the same word. It's the same word in the Greek as well but Luke is actually applying it differently. He's using it differently. Just like we have English words that are the same, but depending on the context, right? They might have a different meaning. So when glory shines around them, it's talking about the glory of the Lord's presence. It's, it's light, it's the power and the majesty of the presence of God shining in the middle of the night. And then when the angels appear, and they say glory to God, they are giving an expression of worship, of praise. In giving glory, they are giving honor. Honor to Jesus, they're worshiping him. That's what it's talking about when they say glory to God. And I'm telling you, I loved, again, just picturing it in Nathan's imagination as I read the passage. You got one angel, before the rest show up, it's talking about Jesus. It's the Christ, the Messiah, the Lord. He's born, he's come to earth, he's here. And I can just imagine the rest of the angels are like, oh, guys, guys, he's talking about Jesus. This is it, this is the moment all of history has waited for, and it's like they can't help but break out in song as they hear about Jesus they cry out they appear suddenly and they say glory to god they lift their voices in worship they break out with joy and for us today the same thing happens in the human spirit when we look at jesus and i want to i want to illustrate this for you i was as I was studying, I was actually reminded of a Christmas movie, and I thought, how appropriate. We'll use this Christmas scene to kind of illustrate this point, so go ahead and check out this video.
4: Sign of Santa, but some spontaneous Christmas caroling has broken out right here in front of Central Park. He Let's have a listen you in. When you're sleeping,
2: he knows if you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, he so be good, good for good. Hey! You watch out! You not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you what. Santa well. Claus is coming to town! Just a little more!
0: Wait, you're not singing. Yes, I am. No, you're not. You're just moving your lips.
1: Santa! Michael, please, what's the big deal? Dad? Santa Claus is coming to town.
4: Guess we'll never know for sure
5: what happened this Christmas Eve in Central Park. Ha, huh, what a good movie. Okay, so, so look, Santa can't fly, the old clausometer on his sleigh runs off a Christmas spirit, and there's not enough for him to fly. And Walter, the dad, he ain't singing. He ain't singing, but as soon as he jumps in, clausometer just all the way to the top and Santa starts flying. I want you to see that scene as a picture of what happens in the human spirit when you decide, regardless of what I feel, and regardless of my circumstances, I'm gonna fix my eyes on Jesus and who he is, and I'm gonna start to open my mouth and lift up my praise and my worship. Your spirit just goes through the roof, right to the top with joy, with joy. That is what happens when we take our eyes off of our circumstances. And we fix them on Jesus. It's the power of looking at him. The power of worship. It really has an effect on your spirit, on your heart. That's why David said in Psalm 16, he said, You make known to me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. David was saying, God, there is a fullness of joy. There is pure joy. There is pure pleasure when I'm with you in your presence that surpasses everything else that this world could offer me. There's a fullness when I'm with you and I get in your presence and I lock eyes with you. And I worship you. This has the power, just looking at Jesus has the power to sustain your heart in the Christmas season. If you decided, man, I'm just gonna take an extra 10, 15, 30 minutes, a week, a day, I'm gonna just shut out all the other distractions and I'm gonna look at Jesus. I'm not gonna ask him for anything. I'm not gonna talk to him about that situation I want changed. I'm gonna set all that other stuff aside. And I'm just look at Jesus and say, Lord, you're worthy. You're holy, you're beautiful, you're awesome. I'm gonna worship him. You feel the change in your spirit sooner or later because that, that's what happens when you, when you get in his presence. That's what happens. And I, I have, just real quickly, I want to tell you my own journey. Years ago, um, our founding pastor, my dad, he taught us how to pray for an hour. He used his prayer wheel and broke up an hour into five-minute segments. And the first and the last segment were both praise. And I, I remember practicing that, and I'm, I'm like in my room, and I'm like, okay. I praise you, Lord. God, you're, you're good. Five minutes up, yet? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. I had no language. I, I mean, I didn't have music. It's like, I, I don't even know how to praise him and worship him without music. And then the Lord, the Lord took me right here. Do you know these scriptures are the conversation piece for your prayer life? <laughs> Jesus wants to talk to you about his word and he wants us to talk to him about his word. You go, I don't know what to say. Start saying the word back to him. i tell you what, I, can you guys throw that Revelation um, 4.8 up there, Revelation 4.8? Okay, this is in heaven. The living creatures, it says, day and night, they never cease to say, what? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. I read that, and I was like, oh, that's good. (laughs) I'll take that. (laughs) I just started taking the hymns of Revelation. I took the Psalms. And I just started saying them back to God. I started speaking them back to God. And it didn't happen every day, but many days where I just get caught up in praise. I just start weeping because I'm like, ah, he's so amazing. Because I was just saying these scriptures back to him. And the Holy Spirit was using his word to touch my heart. So I want to encourage you, church, if you're wrestling to walk with joy in this season, how could you take your eyes off of your emotions, off of your circumstances, pull back from the busyness, the clamor, and the chaos, and how could you get alone with Jesus and just spend time looking at him and worshiping him? Because, I, again, I promise you, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. It may not happen automatically, but over time, as you keep looking at Jesus over and over and over again, it'll transform you. It'll transform you from the inside out. So, church, could you stand with me right now? I want to say one more time those of you that are listening either here or online if you've never responded to Jesus in saving faith, never repented of your sin and trusted in Him come down to our altar prayer teams afterwards they'll lead you to Jesus respond to Him today don't wait a minute longer come and respond to him. For the rest of you believers, I want you again, just right here in this place of prayer, I want you to ask the Lord, God, is there any place in my life that's out of alignment with your word or with your heart? Just ask Him, say, Holy Spirit, what, what do you want from me? Is there a place of obedience you've been neglecting? You know what God wants you to do, but you haven't done it. You'll know. It'll be one of the first thoughts to pop into your head. And just ask the Lord right here. I, I just believe there's grace right now in this moment, there's grace. From the lord for you to make some real changes in some of those areas in fact i want to just say this real quick i didn't plan on saying this but men in this room i believe god is calling you into a deeper place of worship the men singing is not the domain of the ladies no men men I I just feel the Lord's invitation to you today to become a worshiper like David to become one with the heart of David so men in this room what might the Lord ask of you how might he say, hey, I'll, I want you to give me this time, this day in worship. Respond to him. Jesus, we love you. We just say thank you for your word. We say thank you for the joy. The joy that's only in you, Jesus. God, I pray for a release of that joy over your people today. Lord, I ask that you would increase the disparity between the world and the church as the darkness gets darker, that the church would get lighter and brighter. God, that you would find us, your people, brimming over, overflowing with joy in the midst of chaos and darkness as we walk with you. God, that you would let our lives be a sign to the watching world that there's an anchor for our souls. That there's a foundation and a refuge no matter what's happening in the world. God, I pray, release your joy to your people. Fix our eyes on you, Jesus. Lord, we love you. Thank you for today. In Jesus' name, everyone said. Amen, amen. You guys, thank you for being with us. Again. If you need prayer for anything, if you want to receive Jesus, come down to our altar teams. They'd love to pray with you. They'll be here in the blue lanyards. All right, we'll see you guys at the Christmas production. God bless you.